human trafficking. One of the largest crimes exists in every country of our world. A handful of organizations are hard at work rescuing the children, women, and men who have become the victims. This is Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show featuring your host, Gary Miller. Help us build awareness as we talk to musicians, artists, producers, and others in the entertainment industry, showcase their projects, and build awareness to help put an end to human trafficking. Now, here is Gary Miller. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Miller from Rock Against Trafficking. Welcome to this week's show. I just want to say before I start, to uh, my daughter in Amsterdam is listening for the first time at last. So that's Tanisha. Hello, Tanisha. Hope you're okay. Um, so we've got a show for you. I've got some, some, some statistics for you this week um, about the human trafficking. Um, so I'd like to go, I'd like to go straight to the go straight to the interviews and some some facts for you. So this is Gary Miller on Rock Against Trafficking. You're tuned into Rock Against Trafficking Radio. I'm Jamie Gailey, and today I'm going to dive into a very controversial subject. I'm going to take a stroll into the world of sex workers and porn stars to learn about some troubling legislature that may be doing more harm than good. We've got a very exciting guest to tell us all about this issue, who I will introduce in just a minute. So thanks for tuning in to Rock Against Trafficking Radio. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.rockagainsttrafficking.org. And please hit that donate button and help us put an end to human trafficking across the globe. We need a lot of help and every bit makes a huge difference. On April 11th, 2018, Donald Trump signed the act known as SESTA and FOSTA. SESTA stands for Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. FOSTA is Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. The purpose of this act is to hold websites liable for what users say and do on their platforms. For example, if an escort were to post an ad on a site like Craigslist to solicit sex, Craigslist would be held responsible for the crime. The result of this has caused many websites to remove their dating classifieds areas and adult services sections, and many websites have gone offline completely. A number of advocacy groups have spoken up against the bill, saying that it undermines essential internet freedoms. With me here today is adult film actress Susie Q to speak up on behalf of the adult industry and sex workers across the U.S. Welcome to the show, Susie. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a exciting thing that, you know, someone from my movement, someone from your movement are coming together to talk about our common goals. I'm so into it. Recent legislation that was passed with the intention of helping in the war against human trafficking and sex crimes has inadvertently created a situation that is actually far worse than it has ever been. It is putting more people at risk of being trafficked, and it has made it far more difficult for authorities to track the perpetrators of these crimes. I brought Susie Q here today to help explain this legislature and illustrate how counterproductive it actually is in the fight to end human trafficking. And hopefully we can draw that distinctive line between what's actually helping to fight this cause and what's creating more of a problem. Absolutely. Uh you know, unfortunately, the way a lot of laws uh, that criminalize the adult industry are written, you know, they don't make that distinction. And what that results in is my community, uh, you know, of sex workers are become the most vulnerable, right? And that's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to come on the show and talk to you about a piece of legislation uh, commonly known as FOSTA-SESTA that recently passed that um, advocates from the anti-trafficking movement, people from the sex worker rights movement, folks from the, uh, the HIV community are all coming together to speak out about because what it's doing is putting the folks who are most vulnerable to trafficking at even greater risk. So we got to we got to speak out about it. Now, just recently, you organized a march that took place in Hollywood about this issue. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. 
Oh my goodness. So uh, the march was on uh, June 2nd. It was part of a national uh, couple days of action, actually, uh, June 1st and June 2nd. all over the country, uh, sex workers, survivors, and advocates and allies all came together to lobby um, and talk to our elected officials about our concerns about FOSTA-SESTA and how criminalizing the adult industry only exacerbates trafficking, only makes it less safe for the people who are most vulnerable to this type of exploitation. Uh, so that happened on June 1st. And then on June 2nd, we had the, ha- the hashtag Let Us Survive March. Um, I organized that here in LA along with my partner Bella Bathory. It happened at Bordner's right in the heart of Hollywood. It's this amazing old bar that allegedly the Black Dahlia had her last drink in. Uh, So historic place right in the center of it all. And we had about 300 uh, folks come out from the sex worker rights community, uh, the anti-trafficking community, you know, the gay side of the industry, porn stars, dominatrices, uh, and the media and allies, of course. And we marched through the streets of Hollywood in our full regalia. Um, You know, a lot of people don't know, but uh, the LGBT movement uh, was started, of course, with Stonewall in uh, 1969. But the person who threw the first brick, do you know her name? Um, uh, Yeah, no. All right. Well, I'm happy to to offer this little piece of history. Uh, The person who threw the first brick and started the Stonewall riots, which people say is, you know, commonly referred to as the beginning of the LGBT gay rights movement. That person was a, a, a sex worker trans woman of color named Marsha P. Johnson. And a lot of people don't know that sex workers have been at the heart of a lot of this activism around LGBT. You know, we're right in the heart of Pride Month. LA Pride was just just happened. And so it was great to march through the streets of Hollywood for our own march. So many of us have been marching for other causes literally since they started. <laughs> um, so I was so proud to be able to be with my family and my friends and speak out against these really egregious laws that are are quite literally putting our lives in danger and making us more vulnerable to exploitation and human trafficking. That's great. Um, so I, th- I think you said that there was about 5,000 people that showed up across the nation. Yeah. So there were marches in New York, D.C., Chicago, uh, the Bay Area, all over. And I think cumulatively it was about 5,000 people, which doesn't sound like a lot over, um, you know, an entire nation, but it's the largest gathering that our community has ever had. This the, this type of activism at that level has never happened before. Um, the type of cohesive lobbying that we had happening from literally from sea to shining sea, that's never happened before. So we're incredibly hopeful that these communities are finally coming together and working collaboratively as opposed to, uh, you know, being pitted against each other via legislation and law enforcement and stigma. So I'm, I'm incredibly optimistic. And uh, you had mentioned something that was kind of interesting, uh, that you guys aren't lobbying for uh, legalization of, of sex work or, or, or prostitution. No. You're looking for... Decriminalization. So when I think a lot of people get scared by the idea of legalized prostitution. Um, and I say prostitution because that's how it's written in the penal code. Um, but what we're looking for and what the Let Us Survive movement and most sex worker rights advocates are advocating for is decriminalization. And that's because uh, human rights organizations such as Amnesty International, uh, the World Health Organization, uh, Public Health 
health organizations such as the Global Alliance on HIV and AIDS. All of these organizations recommend decriminalization as a way to curb human trafficking and curb the spread of HIV and AIDS. Uh, Because when you decriminalize, you take the power away from the abuser. If I am am victimized right now, I'm going to have a lot of trouble accessing justice through our current law enforcement system. Um, I work with the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. I currently sit on the board of directors for them. And so I deal with people from my community who need to access justice, have been victimized uh, in some, sometimes on the jobs and related to the adult industry, sometimes not. But if no matter if you're hurt or you're a victim of something on or off the job, you still have the stigma of your job when you walk in to a police, you know, a police station. And, you know, I've been with victims from my community who have been denied justice right here in Southern California. Um, Orange Police Department, I'm talking to you, you know, why didn't you administer a rape kit? Like, why would you not file a police report unless you were able to confiscate and duplicate the victim's phone to see what else she might be up to? Why should a victim ever have to worry that they will walk with a prostitution conviction that will affect their lives for the rest forever. You know, that carries a stigma that is so harsh and so cruel in our country that it impedes victims from moving on with their lives. So we want decriminalization. We don't want the legal systems that we see in Nevada or uh, Amsterdam, for example, because a lot of those legal models were founded by brothel keepers. We're founded by folks who seek to profit off of our community. So we want policies that centralize workers, that centralize people who will be affected by those policies. And we want our work and we want our lives decriminalized so we can access justice because right now we can't. Yeah, it seems like the inability for you to file a police report or to let people know about these incidents just further encourages these perpetrators to do what they're doing because there's no consequence. Exactly. Because they know this person isn't going to stick up and say anything. And that needs to change. Currently, I mean, if when people are being trafficked, because our work is criminalized, that's perfect leverage for a trafficker. Like, hey, I don't want to be abused by you anymore. Can I leave? No, you can't. Okay, I'm going to call the cops. Oh, really? What are they going to do to you? They're probably going to rape you. Honestly, I mean, most folks in our community are more fearful of the police than they are of people who are going to traffic them. You know, that's that's only exacerbating the problem. Yeah. And they'll isolate them into an area where they don't have any resources. Mm-hmm. And, then, then and that's easier now than ever, thanks to FOSTA-SESTA which has taken away sex workers' ability to use the internet, essentially, to talk about their work, to find community, to vet clients. Um, that lifeline is now gone. The only thing that really allowed workers to put valuable space, time, and scrutiny between them and folks who might want to abuse them has vanished. And so that's why people are taking to the streets, because they've been pushed into the streets anyway. Um, The St. James Infirmary, which is an occupational peer health clinic in San Francisco that serves the adult industry, um, they reported in the months after SESTA-FOSTA became law and Backpage was seized by the FBI, they saw four times as many workers on the streets. Four times. And it's vastly more dangerous when workers are pushed onto the streets and not able to, you know, have that barrier of indoor work and that barrier of a phone call or an internet ad, you know, that will give them the ability to background check or just 
check their gut. In addition to making it harder for sex workers to vet their clients, it also makes it harder for authorities to track down the perpetrators in these sex trafficking crimes. Because traditionally, a lot of the times, the way that they're found is by using these same sites, Backpage, and doing sting operations on some of these ads that are soliciting minors. And the average age of these girls that are being sex trafficked is between 5 and 14. And as a direct result of SESTA-FOSTA, so many young boys and girls, so many orphans, so many helpless and abused kids are now even further from the reach of rescuers. This legislature has forced them deeper into the dark web and has cast a veil over their activities that is practically impossible to trace. If you ask investigators who have worked on sex trafficking cases, they will tell you that one of the best tools that they had to locate these victims was sites like Craigslist and Backpage. Exactly. Um, I, I wrote a piece, I wrote two pieces for Rolling Stone re- recently about um, SESTA-FOSTA. One was from the perspective of my community and the other was more of a, a deep dive into how folks who are survivors and folks who serve that community, how their work has been impeded by the passage of SESTA-FOSTA. Um, specifically, a good friend of mine who's a survivor, Jamie Walton of the Wayne Foundation in Florida, said that you know Backpage was full of evidence evidence and it's so hard to even with the the laws as they currently are because the laws are written so broadly it's like yeah sex trafficking prostitution whatever we'll arrest them all and like we'll figure it out at some point is kind of how most laws are written from my perspective and because they're so broad it makes it hard for for both sides of the the coin it's harder to find the victims because it's like this wash of people that may or may not be being honest with you because they're afraid they're going to get arrested and raped and then there's uh you know this now inability to even access the evidence that would have been the the difference between convicting someone or not right um so this law hasn't helped anyone there's so many folks speaking out about it and i i hope that there's some repeal but now that we're here it's like let's just move forward and decriminalize (laughs) that's the fast track to for everybody to get what they want in a lot of ways even though folks are very scared by that idea but i think it's because when they think about decriminalization that's not a word folks are usually familiar with they're like oh you mean legalization i'm like no i do not i mean decriminalization i mean look at new zealand look at new south wales where workers have political power workers have labor rights that's the key to stopping exploitation now as an adult film actress some may say that your actual role and what you do is not criminalized can you explain a little bit more about why you have chosen to get involved with this issue well the adult film industry is part of the adult industry i mean the um The anecdote that I told you about taking uh, someone from my community to try to file a police report, you know, that was specifically all adult film related. She had been fraudulently coerced over state lines to be sexually exploited. Um, She thought she was shooting for a company. She was not shooting for a company. Her sexual labor was taken and she was left in a hotel room in the middle of the valley. Like, that's what sex trafficking can look like. And was it seen as sex trafficking when I took her to the police or when like facilitated getting her to a, a, a police officer? No, she was scrutinized and seen as a criminal. And that's what criminalization does. We have people who are victims of human trafficking in prison right now 
potentially sometimes even for human trafficking because the way the laws are written, it conflates human trafficking with consensual sex work. Prop 35 here in California, um, that was on the ballot in 2012. And that's when I started my podcast, The Whorecast, uh, because I knew I had to do something more than cast my vote because I knew that this piece of legislation would fundamentally change the way my community could exist. And that's exactly what has happened. What Prop 35 did was it made anyone who helps a sex worker, anyone who facilitates, um, you know, if I get a ride to work from my boyfriend, has he trafficked me? If I pay my mom's rent for a month, she has trafficked me because she's living off the avails of my prostitution. Um, that's what we're looking at now. And so because we arrest so many people, we're not actually looking at, at folks who need help the most. We're not serving real victims. I think that you, you probably know when you talk to anti-trafficking advocates who really want to get in there and serve these victims, then we're having a whole different... We're not talking about how, how to further criminalize people. We're talking about how we expedite expungement for people who have like history of, of drug trafficking and prostitution convictions on their record. That doesn't help a victim succeed moving forward. So I'm excited that our movements are finally talking so we can actually get some real stuff accomplished, you know? Well, hey, in all fairness, this is rock against trafficking and sex and rock and roll have always gotten along pretty famously. But with that said, I also think it is important to say that as an organization, Rock Against Trafficking is not condoning prostitution. We are not promoting the exploitation of one's body out of desperation for monetary gain. I believe in the freedom of choice. I believe in the freedom of expression. I believe that SESTA-FOSTA is repressive legislation. I feel like it causes more harm than it does good. And I believe that the adult industry has been targeted by ridiculously unfair legislation, especially in California for quite some time. I think it's really great that such intelligent and well-spoken individuals such as Susie Q here and Ella Darling, who we had on the show a few weeks back, are speaking up to make a difference. I remember a few months back when Gary and I were at an event called the Magic of Psalms. Gary had been asked to speak at the event and alongside these vastly successful business owners and public figures stood Ella Darling, the porn star. And let me tell you, she had some of the most compelling and well-spoken arguments on that panel. And everyone in that room would have said the same thing. So I do believe you guys are very fortunate to have such great representatives for your industry. And I think you're doing the right thing. So Susie, at what point did you realize that you were ready to stand up and make a difference? I think it was Prop 35, honestly. Um, it was on the ballot in 2012. I was already a, you know, in, in the industry. I started my career in the adult industry at the late, great Lusty Lady Theater, which at the time was the only uh, worker-owned, unionized peep show in the world. Um, so my first job in the adult industry was a union job um, at an establishment where the workers had bought the joint from the exploitative bosses and was like, nope, um, we don't like your racist hiring practices. We want sick days and camera phones are becoming a very real thing. So we uh, we don't want one way glass anymore. We want to be able to see who's looking at us and see if they're videotaping us. Um, that was the common like goal that everybody could rally behind. So um, I, you know, came of age, you know, got my, uh, uh, my, my feet wet, I guess, in the adult industry in that environment, which was super worker centric, labor rights, 
Um, my dad is also like a union guy. I went to college because of like money he made on union calls. He's IOTC local 611. Love you guys. Thanks for college. Um, and, uh, and my mom is uh, also an activist. And so it was just, it's just in my blood. Um, so there's an upcoming event on June 16th. Tell us about that. So I, I won't be there. I'm actually, I'm working on that day. <laughs> um, but uh, in New York, an incredible politician uh, by the name of Suraj Patel is running for Congress. And he is hosting, uh, as far as I know, this country's first ever sex worker town hall. Um, that's on June 16th uh, in New York. Um, if I think if you follow um, at Suraj Patel NYC, get all the information there. Or you could also follow me on Instagram. I'm the real whore next door. Um, and so I, I try to post as much as I can. You can also follow um, APAC underscore social on Twitter um, and APAC social on Instagram. That's the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, um, which I sit on the board of. Any final thoughts? Gosh, I think that I really ask that as folks, you know, move forward in this journey to, you know, fight exploitation and violence within the adult industry, that we keep the voices of survivors and workers at the center of this conversation, include them, listen to them, serve them, and We'll, we'll be on the right track. We all have the same goal. And um, I'm really excited for that day when we get to look back on this time in our history and be like, whew, I'm so glad we got through that. <laughs> and look, we're on the other side of it. And, you know, uh, trafficking numbers are going down and empowered. We're, like we look, we're able to look at our, um, our population the way that New Zealand does now and be like, okay, we have happier, healthier workers that feel um, more trust in, you know, the way that they can access justice, you know, less fear of law enforcement, um, more enfranchised voters, people, I, I want to, I see it, I see it in my mind's eye and we're going to get there. And um, we just got to keep listening to each other and talking. Um, but yeah, you can find me if you want to follow me on, on the internet. Um, my podcast is called The Whorecast. You can find it at thewhorecast.com, on iTunes and SoundCloud, any podcatcher you like. And I'm on Instagram as The Real Whore Next Door and always posting there. It is some sometimes some not safe for work stuff, though, as it is my, um, you know, internet worker persona as well. You've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> but it is, it's Instagram. Like, how, how much could it be? And follow the hashtag Let Us Survive for more updates on the movement. Well, thank you very much for that interview. Very interesting, I thought. Um, we're going to go to the break now. And then after the break, I'm going to we we'll want to play uh, the other part of the interview. So stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Get Unchained 
Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. This is Rock Against Trafficking with Gary Miller. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also reach out via email to gmillermusic at gmail.com. Now back to Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I want to play part three of some statistics that you need to listen to. And then we're going to play some songs after this. So please listen very carefully. And uh, here it is. I've just signed a contract with Ryan Long, who runs the City Summit, the, the Los Angeles Gala. Last year, I think it was Ashton Kutcher and Matthew McConaughey. The year before was Quincy Jones and Tra- John Travolta. This coming year is going to be, thankfully, to Ryan Long, Rock Against Trafficking. And I th- as far as I know, I think the Obamas are involved in Oprah Winfrey. So, so Rock Against Trafficking is going to get a global um, recognition through all this. My vision on to solving you know, this terrible epidemic is doing it through entertainment. If it's a Rock Against Trafficking concert and people go and see that show, then they're already helping people go in and buy t-shirts and all the proceeds that we make go to this cause to help other organizations like destiny rescue unlikely heroes slavery no more cast underground railroad these are all people that do fantastic jobs and rescuing but i really believe that music is such a powerful medium that people go out to see these concerts and they download records that's the whole idea of rock against trafficking where We've now got the first single out that went to number 21 in the charts with Glenn Hughes, Roxanne. And we're just about to put out now the next single called Synchronicity by Journey, or actually on a worldwide tour with Def Leppard at the moment. And that is played in every arena and it's on the big screens. So we're creating as much awareness as possible for this problem. The first album that I've done is called Set Them Free and it's a collection of Sting and the Police songs which is finished and ready to be released, which will be released very shortly. But I have five other albums in the pipeline, all different genres. One to be the new millennials with, hopefully, artists like Lady Gaga, Marley Cyrus, Bruno Mars. Then there's the Hollywood Against Trafficking, which is all the famous actors that can sing, which I've approached quite a few now, and everybody, without question, wants to get on board. We have the classical album, 
which we want to release, which is going to be the likes of Josh Groban, Andre Pacelli. It's just, it's just never-ending. There's, there's so many different variations that we can do in the entertainment world, making movies, producing movies, everything you can think about that the public buy. The more successful we become, the more that we sell and the more that we can help these people. So please, again, rockagainsttrafficking.org. There's got to be something that you can donate, even if it's just $5, $10, $20, whatever you can afford. There's not much to ask for. Just donate to rockagainsttrafficking.org and we'll put that money to really, really good use. Every music industry person that I speak to, be it managers, artists, everybody is on board with this. We're working with an organisation called The Compound with a very good friend of mine, songwriter Keys, who will be coming on the show. Everybody is keen to help in this. Yeah, The Compound, you know, they develop artists from Nickelodeon artists and they do dancing, choreography, videos, photographs, anything, you know, develop artists right from the ground upwards. So they're on board too. I've had this organisation now for five years. Finally, I've got the right people on board and this Rock Against Trafficking is going to be a worldwide successful organisation. I've got a new chairman on board called Jeff Tutor. I've got Jamie who works with me very, very closely, Andy Andrus and Bruce Ferguson. All very, very dedicated to this cause. So I want to give a shout out to all them and thank them very much for getting on board and helping me with this, um, you know, this epidemic, I call it. We need to create a movement. I'm not just releasing an album and then that's the end of it. This started for me as a three-month project which turned into five years. It's one of those things that once you learn about this, you can't just unlearn it, you just can't stop. And I think the more people that took time to look into this, they would get involved as well. Because remember, it could be your child, it could be any, of, any one of our children. So we have to be really due diligent on this. This new production company that we've just formed is a cause-based production company. I'm very dedicated to fighting against human trafficking, but there's lots of other things that are related to this, like homelessness, poverty. All these things lead to human trafficking. The homeless people, even downtown, there's 5,000 children sleep under cars so they're not detected by the police every night in downtown Los Angeles. You know, there's so many things go on, like I've mentioned before. In San Diego, we have the rape trees, where the coyotes pick the prettiest girls from the people they're trying to get over into, uh, over into America. They rape the girls, and then they hang the underwear on trees as trophies. Now, that's on the San Diego border with Mexico. That's in America. And it's there for you know. Please Google the rape trees, R-A-P-E, if you can't understand my accent. But please Google them and you look and you'll be, you'll be amazed and people still don't know about this. I was watching a documentary not so long ago and where the FBI were on the top of this hill and they were watching these perpetrators. Now what happened was there was a guy on the ground down at the bottom of the hill leading about five young children all with backpacks on through this bush. They went to the bush got changed into all the sexy little clothes. Then there was, a, there was lots of other guys at a car park nearby. They were then called to say that the girls were ready. And then they went to meet these girls, and these girls were all trafficked. This was in broad daylight. 
because the perpetrators knew if anybody was watching them, by the time they got down the hill, they were all gone. People are doing it so blatantly. There was one guy from Chicago being interviewed and he was just showing off, he showed his gun and he had, he had girls that he was trafficking that he would send to the truck stops. Now he was asked by the interviewer, what, how much do you pay the girls and what do you do if they don't you know, partake? And the first thing he said, you know, we give them food and we give them this and we give them that and they go and charge $100 for, a, for some sort of sex act with the truck drivers. And then he said what he did if they didn't comply and he just said, well, I'd just shoot them with his gun in the ass." And he was laughing about it. This is on American TV. So I just don't understand when this is blatantly put out there, how it can be so easily ignored. People say some strange things sometimes. Like the acronym of Rock Against Trafficking is RAT. So I cut to shorten it all, I call it RAT. But the people have said to me, oh, RAT is a bad animal. It's horrible. It's really dark and it's disgusting. So I said, well, that's the whole idea. These people that do this, these perpetrators, they are rats and scumbags and bottom feeders. That's what they are. And as if, you know, trafficking these children isn't bad enough, they don't just traffic these children. They torture them, they rape them, they abuse them, they beat them up. Chris from um, Destiny Rescue, when he was telling me that when they get a new girl, they put her in a room, beat her to a pulp, so that she's terrified, though she's not going to go to anybody, and so that the other girls will see what will happen. I mean, this is absolutely total insanity. So please, again, rockagainsttrafficking.org. Go out there, stick your hands in your pocket, and donate something so that we can do something about this. The FBI, the CIA, the police, they're all underfunded. I've as mentioned before, it's 1% funded. This is, that's all it is. Human trafficking is the fastest growing illegal industry on the planet. The government spend 300 times more money on fighting drugs than they do human trafficking. This is ridiculous. It's just so insane. So we need your help. So we need everybody to stick their hands in the pocket, put five, $10, $20, whatever you can afford. It's all going to help. Every dollar, every cent will help. Come on, everybody, as the song goes. Billions and billions of dollars out there. We could eradicate this if we had that help. So please donate so that we can put a dent in this problem. Here's a number I want to give out to request help or report suspected human trafficking. Call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP to be free two three three seven three three so that number again is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight 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 or text help to be free two three three seven three three well thank you gary miller for that interview <laughs> um right we we'll want to what i want to do now is i want to play the journey record the journey record is has to go to um the main rock stations next week so it's going to be on itunes and all, all the platforms so this is synchronicity 2 by journey which is also being um toured as, as i said before around all the all the um all the arenas around america with death leopard so here's synchronicity 2 by journey 
Well, that was Journey uh, with a wonderful rendition of Synchronicity 2 by the police. That's going to be released um, next week, I think. And then the from the forthcoming album, Set Them Free. And remember, go and see Journey and Def Leppard. They're, around, they're all doing a tour in America at the moment, so I get to see them. Rock Against Trafficking's there. Donate while you're there to Rock Against Trafficking. Uh, it's rockagainsttrafficking.org. Um, and I'm Gary Miller. And here's some more statistics for you to take on board and see how serious this epidemic is. I just want to read some statistics um, from the Labour Organisation. The, inter the International Labour Organisation estimates that there are currently over 40 million victims of human trafficking globally. To put this into context, 12.5 million Africans were enslaved and taken to America during the transatlantic slave trade, which lasted from 1525 to 1866. So think about it. Add up all the slaves in America over the course of 341 years of slavery, generations and generations of slaves add them all up. And right now, at this exact moment in our modern-day age there are more than three times that number of human beings currently enslaved across the globe. Of the 40 million plus human trafficking victims, 81% of them are trapped in forced labour, 25% of them are children, 75% are women and girls. Forced labour and human trafficking is a $150 billion industry worldwide, up from $44 billion in 2005. A third of that, 150 million, is generated from forced labour. Two-thirds is generated from sexual exploitation. In 2016, an estimated one out of six endangered runaways reported to the National Centre of Missing and Exploited Children were likely child sex trafficking victims. Of those, 86% were in the care of social services or foster care when they ran. In a 2014 report, the Urban Institute estimated that the underground sex economy ranged from $39.9 million in Denver, Colorado, to $290 million in Atlanta, Georgia. In 2007, there were 3,047 convictions related to human trafficking across the world. In 2016, there were 9,071 convictions related to human trafficking across the world. That means that there is approximately one conviction for every 4,500 victims of human trafficking worldwide. Then we get to the black market organs. Hearts can fetch as much as $119,000 on the black market. Livers can go to $157,000. Kidneys have sold for upwards of $260,000. This is so ridiculous. We need to all do something about this. This just can't carry on. I mean, it's just been ignored. It's been underfunded. We have to do something about this. Not even on TV, all these reports that you get. None of this is on the news. Nobody gets to know about any of this stuff. So please, everyone, go to the website, rockagainsttrafficking.org, and start donating to this cause so that we can help these victims. We as Rock Against Trafficking... What we intend to do is not just about creating awareness. What we also want to do is when these victims are rescued, they need somewhere to go. So we want to build safe houses, we want to do education, skills training, therapy for these people. These people will be so, so traumatised 
I don't think nobody can ever imagine what these kids have to go through and people have to go through in general. For instance, I've just read this article. A 63-year-old man pleaded guilty to charges of commercial sex trafficking an enticement of a minor to engage in prostitution. The child's father is charged with commercial sex trafficking. I mean, this is this, this child's own father. So people are doing that. You've got to get this. This is in America. This is not just in Cambodia, the Philippines, or anywhere else. This is right on our doorsteps in America. And we have to do something about this now. There's no time to waste. Now, here's another article that I've found. A young guy of 25, formerly of Silver Spring, Maryland, pleaded guilty on June the 12th, 2018, to two counts of sexual trafficking of a minor. According to his plea agreement, he transported two minor females, 15 and 17 years old, to a motel in order to engage in commercial sex acts. He used the internet to advertise the girls and kept a portion of the proceeds that customers paid the girls for commercial sex acts. On July the 7th, 2017, the 15-year-old girl left the hotel and contacted law enforcement authorities. The guy still continued to traffic the 17-year-old girl until he was arrested in August the 10th, 2017, as part of an undercover operation and was released on bond the following day. So the guy was released the next day. I mean, how ridiculous is that? In October the 27th, he was arrested during an attempt to flee the country purchasing a one-way flight to Cameroon, where he is a citizen. He remains in custody. As part of his plea agreement, he'll be required to register as sex offender in the places where he resides under the Sex Offenders Registration and Notification Act. He faces a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years in prison and up to life in prison, followed by up to lifetime of supervised release for each count of sex trafficking of a minor. So that's just one other article, you know, of many. I know this is such a dark subject and it's very difficult for people to take on board. I mean, every time I've said, I've said this many times before, every time I talk to anyone about this, all you get is, please don't tell me I don't want to know, but we have to know, because this could be your child out there getting abducted. People are getting abducted in broad daylight. There's another thing I wanted to talk about. I know we all get bombarded by all these sex adverts, everything you, you, know, everything you see on there, you get bombarded with it all. And it, it becomes a real nuisance. There's been a law just passed where they can't advertise that anymore. Now, you, we might think that's good, but really... What that's done, all the websites now are taking everything down, so it's pushed it all further underground. Now, at least one good thing with these being advertised, it didn't make it possible for the law enforcement to go out there and do stings and, and trick these people. So um, I don't think it's really done any good. And we have a guest on, Susie Q, who's actually in the adult industry. She's coming on the show, we did an interview with her, which is very, very interesting. So have a listen to that one. Thank you for listening this week to Rock Against Trafficking. The mission of Rock Against Trafficking, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, is to bring awareness and to combat global human trafficking through the power and influence of music, the arts, and entertainment. Join Gary Miller again live next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time for another program on the Voice America Influencers Channel. For more information about Rock Against Trafficking, visit rockagainsttrafficking.org.